0: impact, income, and influence. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to leave the safety and comfort of a corporate job for the dream of entrepreneurship? If so, today's episode is for you. Kelly takes us on her journey of leaving her corporate career to starting her own health and fitness business and growing it to a point that she could leave her job in under a year and then massively grow it. Today's episode is absolutely amazing. Enjoy the episode. impact, income, and influence. It's the three things that are most important to entrepreneurs today, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you're a coach, consultant, author, blogger, YouTuber, creator, or entrepreneur who believes what they do can change the world, this podcast is dedicated to you. I'm Steve Warner, and welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for monetization on the internet. My name is Steve Warner, your host, and I am joined today by Kelly Altman. Kelly runs a super successful fitness program showing women that are super busy how they can have everything that they want out of life. Her partner Jay was on the show a couple weeks ago absolutely amazing couple, but she does her own business and I'm so excited to have her on. She is so full of energy. She left corporate to become an entrepreneur. She wasn't always this entrepreneur masterpiece that she is now. So I'm going to let her start at the beginning. Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much, Steve. I'm excited to be here.
0: So, tell us where all of this started because you you didn't grow up in an entrepreneur family you didn't didn't really know what that word was until you met Jay. So take us back to the beginning.
1: Yes, that is so true. So, I grew up um, with a dad who worked for corporate America for twenty two years and before I went to college, I actually moved around thirteen times because every time that he got a new position in the company, he got a promotion, um, was doing what was best for the family and taking that job, then we would move. And I'm the oldest of four kids. And so I grew up absolutely thinking that you graduate from college, you get a job with a corporation that will take care of you. You've got the um, insurance, you've got all of the benefits and you just do what you've got to do to climb that corporate ladder. And so that was really, all I ever knew, all I ever saw, and what I completely expected for my life
0: until so, I met my husband. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty normal. I mean, I think that's what most American kids grow up with. They go to school. They're like, I'm going to college. All their parents want them to be doctors, lawyers, get a corporate job, safe yeah insurance, like you mentioned, I know that is a huge concern of a lot of people. So first off, 13 moves before you went to college, what was your favorite place to live? And what was your least favorite?
1: Mm, I'm going to throw a state under the bus, but it might have just been um, my least favorite was probably when I moved to Oklahoma in seventh grade. And that was probably just because I was in seventh grade. That's a very awkward, very hard time to move. Um, And I'm not a huge fan of the heat and humidity. So it just wasn't a great experience there. But from there, um, my junior year of high school, I moved to Minnesota and I will clearly just say that I fell in love. I fell in love with it here. I fell in love with even the weather, but just the, more the attitude of the people in Minnesota. And so that's where I live now. So I um, graduated from high school here in Minnesota, in Edina, which is the town over from where I live now. And then I went to college and moved back after four years because I just kind of knew this was where I wanted to raise a family.
0: Awesome. So you you went to college and what was your major in college? What was the plan?
1: Yeah, funny you should ask. So I went to college um, initially for business and it was not working well for me. It was very difficult. There were a lot of math classes and it just wasn't my thing. And so I had had thought you know I that that was the kind of degree that I needed but I started taking psychology classes and I started to learn that I loved like diving into how humans interact how humans think and all of those things and so I switched my major and became a psychology major and I had thought that after graduating from college, that I could go into sales because I love dealing with people. I loved, and that was what my dad did. He was great at sales and that just sort of connection. And so when I first graduated, um, I, I dabbled in a little bit of HR work and then, um, I remember I had an opportunity to go work for the company that he had worked for kind of his entire career. And that was selling soft drinks. That was not a huge passion passion of mine. And I also got an opportunity at a local health club to do membership sales. And so I knew I had fallen in love with fitness and exercise um, in college. And it had changed my life. I grew up as a very insecure, overweight kid who wasn't on a lot of sports teams because we were moving all the time. I just wasn't athletic. I had it in me, but I quit all sports every time that we moved. And so, yes.
0: (laughs) Overweight, didn't play sports. Now you're, I won't ask you how old you are, but you look amazing for your age. And you have a six-pack right now, as Jay (laughs) loves to point out. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. flex your arms, put your arms up, let the people see those. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm <you're>... 45, <laughs> almost 44. And but...
0: you look amazing. So for anyone listening to this, that's like, I have, I'm big boned or I grew up fat. There is no reason that you can't get into amazing shape. And Jay told me that you still eat ice cream once in a while. Is that true?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so we're going to get to that a little bit later, but you didn't go sell soft drinks because you not healthy, not fun, not your passion. You right. started working at a gym, you started doing sales as a yes. psychology major.
1: Yes. Yes. Which I adored. And so I started doing membership sales. I really, and, and, and maybe that's the part, like, as I'm thinking through this now that, kind of could have tipped me off that I could be an entrepreneur. I had a little bit of that entrepreneur spirit because I just knew that I needed to focus on something that I was passionate about. And even if I was just going to get my start, I wanted to be in a health club. I thought if I can just talk to people about fitness all day long, I will be happy. And I want my energy and excitement for this thing to show them how they could change their life too. So in doing that, um, I went and worked for that health club and I was there for five years that's where i first met jay so i met and so i think the stars aligned we met um in a sales training like right away when i started working there but we were friends for three years he was a personal trainer and i was in the sales department and so we just knew of each other and we would say hi and i knew i respected him i knew he was respected within the company but it wasn't until actually he left um, that company and started his own business he started going out and training people one-on-one going to their house that we, our paths kind of crossed again. And I remember saying to him like, oh my gosh, you went out and you started this business. That's amazing. And tell me more about that. And then, you know, years led to years. We ended up getting engaged and got married. And then I got to truly see what it was like to live with an entrepreneur.
0: So we'll we'll come back to the living with an entrepreneur. I wanna (laughs) know how, what did he say to you to get you to go on a date with him?
1: Well, it was easy. It really, I mean, we knew each other for three years. Like we just, to be honest, it was one of those situations where we were um, just at, at the bar. We said, hi, we said, what have you been up to? That kind of a thing. We had both just broken up with somebody in the last like two to three weeks. We were kind of both new to being single. And as friends would do, we just started describing why our last relationship didn't work and kind of what we were looking for without any idea that it was each other none and i think that night we both kind of like turned around and went oh my gosh oh my gosh has this been right here that's so weird and so it's pretty fun
0: so yeah. from that night to engaged to married what was how long
1: um i think we were engaged within 8 months and then we were married a year later
0: sometimes you just know i love it yeah you guys yeah. are such a you guys are an amazing couple um Thank just you. seeing you like hang out. You guys both have so much energy and like such a light coming from you. It's awesome. Um, you. So you, you get married to Jay and yep. Jay is a dreamer. He loves to think of ideas. He would be what we would all call a visionary. Definitely like born entrepreneur. I'm going to go, I'm in dream. I'm going to do things. How did that fit in with you? Because coming from corporate, safe, corporate job, insurance, steady paycheck yeah how was that like did you have a hard time adjusting what was it like
1: no i'll tell you what i really um i thought about this a lot because i think i had i have incredible role models as parents right you have to have to have four kids um and moving all over and my mom supporting my dad's career and my mom saying okay let's go and they were such a team my whole life that's what i saw i saw a solid team. I never saw complaining. I never saw arguing that one person was getting a, you know, a better end because one went to work and the other was home and, and doing everything at home. And so I remember in the early stages of Jay and I's relationship, feeling like he had this business, but if there was any way that I could help him, you know, in the early days when he went and got certified um, as a functional medicine practitioner, he would say, do you want to help like order the supplements and fulfill some of these orders? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, i do anything I'll do anything to help like how can I be a team how can we just be a team and I think that it was that modeled from my parents um and they still have that to this day of we're all in this together and so I um but but to answer your question I mean I just kept seeing Jay like have new ideas and keep helping people and after we had our first child um she was born with a lot of health complications that caused her you know, to be in the hospital for a long time, have a heart surgery, all those things, to where at that point I, I got under the belief of what I'm doing in my corporate job with all of these benefits and the insurance, that's what I needed to do right now to kind of well, kind of make that sacrifice for my family. So, and and Jay could live out the dream of changing people's lives. But I'm over here helping and supporting with our, the future of our family. And so for, in the beginning, it all made sense. And once we got past that, then I started to be like, wait a minute. I really want to change lives too. <laughs> so that's when it all kind of changed.
0: So how long, because you have four children. Yes. So. Did you, how long was it from like the million-dollar baby mm-hmm. to moving forward? How long was it before you were like, wait, what, Jay is, Jay's doing this and I, I'm stuck in an office.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it was hard. I mean, the I would say, um, so we got married in August of 2015. Um, or sorry, not 2015, um, 2005. (laughs) We got married in 2005. And our daughter was born just a little over a year later, right? So that whole year that I was pregnant with her, I was scared. I was concerned about like her health because I knew there were problems while I was pregnant. Um, And Jay would come and pick me up. I think he mentioned this when he talked to you, he would come and pick me up from work and he would want to tell me the amazing things he was doing to help his clients. And I would sit in his car and just cry because I I had to go back and sit and do something that I didn't love. And thankfully I worked for a company that had amazing people there. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the office. I'll be there for the people. I wanted to do well for them, but really slowly I just did not like what you know, eight to nine hours of my day looked like.
0: That's, so. I mean, I think the biggest thing that drives entrepreneurs is the first one is impact. And the second yeah. one is freedom. Like yes. it, it, if we can change people's lives and, like I think we work more than anybody regardless of what we say we're always working (laughs) but we love what we do so it's not like it's not fighting a nine to five it's like I love what I do I get up in the morning I read a book I do this I do that like I'm always go 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 on that and I think every entrepreneur I've ever met I'd love to hear your perspective on that so you decided to leave your job how did that come about
1: Yeah, good question. So we had, um, we'd moved out to the suburbs. I was still working that job. We had our second child and I think our second child was about one and a half at this point. And um, Jay just kept seeing me getting increasingly, you know, More like not seeing a path forward with this. And once you have two kids, we started thinking, what's it going to look like in two years when the oldest goes to kindergarten, like I want to be there to get her off the bus. I want to put her on the bus like I don't want to be rushing downtown into this office. Um, And so we he brought me to a fitness conference um, in Oh gosh, it was like May of 2010. And so we went to this fitness conference and they said a few things that just really resonated with me. I was in tears and Jay said, you know, I've been doing all this one-on-one personal training. I'm thinking about maybe we should move into groups and I would want your help. Like, do you want to lead groups of people? Because it's really empowering, right? More people can afford you if you do it in a group situation. Um, It brings together that sense of community. It's fun you know we love exercise and I said absolutely let's do it let's do it it doesn't matter I have a almost four-year-old and an almost two-year-old but let's start a business and so we just did we kind of um joined into a program that gave us you know sort of a rough draft like almost like the cliff notes of like here's how to get this started just follow these steps and we did it and we were being pushed way out of our comfort zone for both of us we had um We didn't know what would happen. We started small and we just started our fitness business by renting somebody else's place and just starting with people that we knew.
0: So I love that you did that. What (laughs) was it really like though? I mean, come on, you don't, you were born in a corporate mentality. You Graduated college in a corporate mentality. You had a corporate job with insurance. You had a baby that had a lot of challenges that the insurance paid for. How did you really just decide? Because it wasn't a light switch, I'm sure.
1: No, and it was. It was our side. It was my side hustle. I mean, it was. It was Jay's too, because he still had his one-on-one clients. So for a solid year, it was just our like little passion project. Like we're just going to do this, and it was one just. Under a year, and that I quit my corporate job after we started the boot camp. Once we finally realized, oh my gosh, this could have legs, and like we could really do this, then I had to say goodbye, and it was it was hard. I will tell you, like, you mentioned that, like, on one side, I had my dreamer husband saying to me, this is amazing, let's keep growing, and we were, we were growing and growing, and we went from, like, one location just a couple times a week to um, probably fast forward nine months, we had five locations, we were in um, parks, we were renting other facilities, we had um, a couple trainers working for us, and Jay was like, you know, this could just be so much better if we could de- uh, dedicate all of our time and energy to this. I think you need to quit your job. And a deep breath, right? And then it was a couple of months of talking to my dad and my dad saying, are you sure? It kind of sounds like maybe you could just have this thing on the side. Sometimes you have to make these sacrifices for your family. And, and I get it. I get where exactly where he was coming from. And I knew that I would regret it forever if I didn't just try
0: that's I I went through the same thing when I left corporate I didn't I wasn't married I'm not married I don't have anything like that but I had all of my friends in corporate were like what are you doing what are you doing you have a six-figure job you do well you get three months off a year like why in the world would you and I was like like it didn't to me it didn't make sense anymore and i it took, it, my path was a lot faster. Mine was like four weeks. And I was like, you know what? I want oh, wow. to do this. Yeah. And I had owned a business in college, so I kind of knew what to expect. But so you you convinced your dad, but really you were probably convincing yourself as 100%. much as. 100%. Yes. So yeah. I want to touch on the the piece about sacrifices because I feel like that is definitely something that, a lot of people give lip service to well you have to you have to have a safe job you have to sacrifice for your family you have to sacrifice for yourself you want a safe retirement don't you and do you how do you how would you tell somebody that is think that is stuck in that mentality or having the like is almost to that tipping point how would you deal with that because do you feel safer now or when you had your corporate job
1: I I see so much more potential and excitement for everything than I think I ever did in that corporate job. Like I can see a clear path and and I think it really is like you said. I think entrepreneurs what I've learned and become just sort of um you know, really focused on is just all of that impact. Like every single day I wake up with a completely different energy that none of it really, none of the other stuff really matters as much. Like I'm not even focused on that. Like, do I feel like I have stability? Yes. Do I feel like I have so much more impact than I ever did over there? Yes. And that's exciting.
0: Awesome. Um, I, I want to pull a little bit more out of that because I, so many people I know they're like, well, if I had the money, I would do it. If I won the lottery, I would do it. If I, if I had any sense, and I guess what I tell people now is like entrepreneurs, we have ups and downs with money, like everybody.
1: Yes. That's been, that's been something to get used to. Right. Yeah.
0: But I think the thing that changed for me is after I went through that cycle once or twice, I was like, you know what? I can make money like that. Yeah. And I can make a lot of money like that. Right? Like I've had, I mean, I've had hundred K months and it's like,
1: amazing. Yeah. when
0: you learn that in your head, you have the stability to do it. And I think you did it right because you, it took you nine months. So from starting with nothing, and if you just quit your job and you're like, I'm gonna force myself, you're gonna have so much pressure and be unhappy, right? But you did it the right way, you yeah. built it up. I mean, it was it was your side hustle, but how many hours do you think you were working a week oh, like my- towards the end of that, right?
1: <laughs> All the time, <laughs> yes.
0: So it was yeah. like two full-time jobs, and at that point you're yes. like, this has legs and we yeah. can go do this. Yeah. So at this point you had two children, is that correct?
1: We did. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I always say that to Jay. I'm like, oh my gosh, had we met in like our early twenties and started this, like that would have been amazing because there are times where you get so excited about something. And when we started that boot camp, we had our two kids. And I remember being like, I'm embarrassed to tell people that they're eating like cheese and crackers every night for dinner, because I have like 700 emails to respond to and a a million other things to do. I had workouts to rate. I had, you know, just billing to do all of those Things and it's just amazing how, when you're so lit up, like how much you can kind of take on and go right. And yes, I build on all of those experiences, Steve, and that's the thing that's even kind of brought us through. you know this whole COVID situation when our gym uh, shut down, when we had to completely pivot our business and figure out how we were going to still serve our clients when the physical doors closed. And I just kept drawing on those situations, and I thought, I've been here before. I've had to think on my like toes very quickly, right? And and just run with something. And so it is. It's all about realizing, you know, how much kind of control and creativity that you get to have as an entrepreneur. And then that kind of confidence of saying, I've figured this out before I'm going to figure it out again.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that is really what makes a successful entrepreneur because things change. So you had two children, you're, you started this full-time, you left your job. What happens when child number three comes along?
1: Yes. So we've you know ebbed and flowed through the business. We um, ended up leaving all of the different locations that we had. We didn't own any of them. We just were renting space. Around the time that child number three was born, I decided that was going to be my last child. And so I had two girls and I was going to have a boy and he was going to be our last kid. Um, we planned that. <laughs> so we, um, we had him and I wanted to stay home. I wanted to kind of take more of a back seat to the business. We hired a manager. We had our one physical location and Jay and our manager of the gym really ran it for a couple of years, you know, probably like two, two and a half years. And I took a back seat to the business and just sort of stayed home with him and did my own thing. And so that's how it kind of shifted and changed. And then I realized I wasn't really happy with that. <laughs>
0: How did, I was going to say, how did that go for you? Because you're, you're somebody who likes to do things. You're a doer. Jay's the dreamer. You're the doer. And now you're at home, you're raising kids, you're doing, Yes. but you decide you have to go back to work. So one, how did the manager, good experience, bad experience, would you recommend it?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it was there, it was all just shifting, you know, we were growing in our business as well. And so I think just kind of navigating all of those different roles, but what's interesting for me and that being in that situation, honestly, is what catapulted me into um, kind of pivoting and going in a direction of being a health coach for women is because I realized at that point that I didn't really know what I wanted. You know, I had really taken a total backseat to my own life and I um, would kind of say I wanted certain things, but then I wasn't really happy and I was uh, very reactive to just everything that was going on, either in our business or in my life. And I felt like life was ruling me and I was so busy, yet I wasn't really happy. I wasn't really doing the right things or the things I wanted to do.
0: How did you change that? Because that I whether you're a woman listening to this or a man, like, I think every single person wakes up one day and has that exact, they're like, what, what the F just happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. how did I get I here? Yes. Totally. So what was, uh, you said you were very reactive, which I think that is a key word, but mm. go ahead. I want to hear how you, like, you had this aha and you are like, I need to do something. What changed?
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, sometimes people can say like you get that sort of like wake up call. And for me that summer, um, and probably for like six months, I was dealing with a horrible case of eczema all over my face, like my face broke out and like this horrible rash. And I truly believe that you know, with what I know about the human body, a lot of times our body is trying to send us signals that something is not right. And I think I was just under a heck of a lot of stress. I was, um, I don't know, I had no boundaries and it was like coming out all over my face. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, something has to change, right? I need to calm down. I was um, just kind of living in that situation of like, like I said, just being very reactive to all of it. And I didn't know what I wanted or how I wanted to move forward, right? At that point, some of my role in the business, I kept saying I wanted parts of it, but when Jay and the manager were trying to run it, I didn't wanna do what they said. I wanted, I, I was trying to break free. I'm very um, you know, independent, a little bit stubborn. Jay and I, we both are like that. We understand each other because we don't love to be told what to do. And so I had created a position for myself inside of the business that made me sort of miserable, if that makes sense. Like here I had my husband telling me what to do and I had a manager telling me what to do and I didn't want to do any of it. And it didn't really resonate with like my core beliefs And so I needed to change.
0: So what did you do? What, like, what did, did you tell me what, because I feel like a lot of people would have said, well, I need to get a divorce or I need to sell the business or I need to, maybe it's not my fault. None of this is my fault, which Mm -hmm. I think the first thing that separates is you took responsibility for it. So what, what did you do moving forward?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like became obsessed with like personal development and I went and I bought a health coaching certification program and I literally blocked my schedule to just dive into that all day, every day. And I thought, I don't want women. There's must be so many women out there that feel this way, that feel like motherhood has completely like overrun their life. They're trying to work and figure out who they are. And when you ask them that simple question of who are you and what do you like to do? They literally look at you like a deer in headlights because that's how I had felt, right? Somebody said, who are you and what do you love? I'm like, I don't know. I am a mom of three kids and I run a fitness business. What, what, What else is there? Like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was thinking. I was so used to giving women and people in our gym, like even a diet plan that I thought, I only know how to eat if I'm on the diet or off the diet, right? And it, everything was prescribed. Like, just tell me how to think, tell me how to feel. And I started to go, no, like, I wanna know. Like, what do I want? How do, how do I feel? And then I wanna help other people figure out that same question.
0: I mean, I that's, just... that's how an entrepreneur, I think that's honestly how we like, we have to go through the transformation ourselves. Yeah. And then we were really good at sharing that and solving that problem for other people, which you kind of got the crash course in leaving your corporate job, learning to do it with Jay. And then, so you went out and you kind of built your own side to the fitness business. I did. Where you're helping women that are super busy, have a couple kids, And you're helping them not only get into better shape because that's the physical being, but you're helping them with their mental, right? You're helping them learn that they can be a person. You're helping them learn about some boundaries in a healthy relationship. So talk to us a little bit about what your business looks like today.
1: Yeah, so the business, it's always evolving. And, you know, it's so, what's been great is sort of taking our, you know, brick and mortar fitness business and sort of, you know, modeling it or changing it over the years to be, you know, not so much about here's just this diet plan and exercise, you know, it's more about community and helping people like learn lifestyle habits and all of those things. So a lot of, um, a lot of my first clients would come to me because they knew me from being in the gym and they loved, you know, our experience there. And then they wanted more of that individual one-on-one coaching. And so I really just started, you know, building my business with one-on-one clients and loving seeing the transformation that I was getting with people there. Um, And then I kind of grew that into like a side group coaching business. So, you know, not everybody at the gym um, is a part of, kind of my um, collective, like my private group of women that I coach about, you know, being a priority in your life and being able to show up and have create those boundaries, create those lifestyle habits, you know, all of those. But the biggest thing that has changed, I think, and this is, you know, if we can look for the blessings of things you wanted to do pre COVID, that this whole pandemic has like forced everybody into is that, for probably the past you know 9 or so years at the gym every september and every january we would run our 6 week body transformation program which was you know huge on this is the diet to eat this is you come in and do your workouts it's you get prizes based on who could lose the most amount of weight and it was awesome i mean it was the best way to get people like into our world knowing the exercise all of those things However, as a health coach for women, I started to see like, oh, my gosh, when they leave this, they just go back to these other these old habits and they haven't really learned, like, what do they love to eat? Like, what are the things that they could do first thing in the morning or the ways that I, you know, that they could think and all of those things that could really make this transformation be lifelong? And so I kept saying to Jay over the past couple of years, I love being a part of this program, but it doesn't align with like how I coach anymore. And so that was a little bit tough. But since the gym closed and we're not having, you know, groups of 50 to 60 come in and I'm not doing measurements and, you know, body fat or anything anymore. I um, created kind of an online program that I call the six week lifestyle upgrade challenge. And it is all about giving people the simple framework to walk them through in a supported environment, how to upgrade all the parts of their life we upgrade their mindset, we upgrade their routines, we upgrade their nutrition, Up their, upgrade their exercise, we upgrade their environment, and then it upgrades their future so that when they leave, and this is all like online course, um, Format so that they come into our community. They can show up to our recorded workouts or our live Zoom workouts. Or if they're local, they come into the gym. Um, but that's been huge. I mean, that has been like the thing that has given me, you know, so much. But like, completely lit me up over the past couple months.
0: That is awesome. I mean, I I will agree. Like, COVID, horrible thing, but it has forced the entrepreneurs who approach it with an open mind have grown a lot. I know it changed my business. I had to develop a whole front end because I only Mm. did high ticket sales Mm. um, that were like in-person to build live events, which no live events, there's nothing I can sell. So I got to pivot and do a whole front end. And you did as well, but you found joy in it. And you're actually probably getting better long-term results for the women that are involved.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: So what, when you, when you meet A woman who comes into your program, what, off the top of your head, what are the like one or two things that you see that like the same question comes up over and over and over again, right? What are those two questions?
1: Well, I guess one of my very favorite, I mean, a lot of women, I mean, especially right now, right, they want to know, what can I eat to lose weight? Or how can I exercise to lose weight? Those are always the biggest ones right? And what I've learned is that it, what you eat is literally like a slice. It's like 20% of what actually matters. And that it's really about why you're eating, how you're eating. Like there are so many other things that come into it versus just what you're actually eating. Like, I think that almost everybody, right? I think, isn't it Tony Robbins that says when somebody, somebody were to ask you like, you know, well, what should I eat? If I were to say, what do you think you should eat? And they said, I don't know. Well, if you do know, what do you think you should eat? Do you think that you should eat donuts for breakfast? Do you think you should have a bottle of wine every night? Right, like most people know I should not do those things. But they put so much focus, I think, because there's so much, we put so much of a focus on the food when sometimes it's so many other things.
0: Well, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is you you tell them what they, you sell them what they want and you give them what they need, right? I'll give you yeah. a diet plan. Yeah. I'll help you figure out what to eat. You already know, right? Yeah. I mean, it, you probably do. But I think so many, I know, I mean, my girlfriend, is always like, should I do this diet? Should I do this diet? What about this? And I'm like, you you don't need any of that. But it's, it's much easier to come up with a quick fix, right, of yes. this diet or this workout plan. If I just follow this workout plan, it'll work. So how do you, when women come in and they're looking for a diet and they're looking for a workout plan, Mm-hmm and then you start to get them going on their mindset and start to get them going on their habits, what's the number one habit that you think every woman should have to better their lives? Maybe not just women, but everyone in general. What do you think is like one or two habits that people could instill that would really move the needle for them?
1: Um, Paying attention. (laughs) <laughs> I think paying attention to the thoughts that they're thinking, the things that they're telling themselves, and paying attention to true hunger or what they actually need, right? Being a better, better able to pay attention to how you feel, being, a, be, being better able to pay attention to what you want, um, and making choices based on how you want to feel versus what you think you should do
0: so tell me how to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, in our lifestyle upgrade challenge, we really do. I mean, I think a lot of times in the very beginning, we talk about just coming up with those words that are how you want to feel every single day, right? So I'll take myself as an example right now. So I am I love to work. I would love to have as many clients right, as I can and work as much as I can. And I have four children, three of which are in my house um, doing their online schooling. And one of them is a seven year old boy that takes a lot of patience right, to, to be able to get him through his school day. So when I wake up in the morning or each day, I know that a way that I really wanna feel is I really wanna feel intentional. I really wanna feel patient and I really wanna feel calm. And those things don't come really easily for me because I'm a pretty, you know, like energetic, you know, if I don't do the right things, I won't get to those three ways that I wanna feel with him. I won't show up in the way that I know I wanna show up with my seven-year-old son as I'm trying to get him to focus on his math homework, right? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of work backwards and I say, I know how I wanna feel. Now, what do I need to do how do I need to structure my day? How do I need to structure my thoughts? How do I need to structure my meals so that I show up that way? Right? Because if I don't exercise in the morning, I don't have a very good opportunity to be calm with him because I have too much energy that I haven't burned off yet. If I eat donuts and coffee for breakfast, I don't feel calm or patient or happy. I feel irritable and anxious and all of those things, right? And if I go into talking to him and I say, or, you know, helping him with his work and I am thinking, I hate this. I wish they were in school. COVID is ruining my whole entire life, right? Or whatever it is, right? Like if I go in with those thoughts, that's terrible. That's no way to think to go into something Right? I need to say, I have an appreciation that he is here with me, I'm gonna do my very best. We all know that we've made the decision. I mean, we chose, our school um, did go back in a hybrid situation and we chose to create consistency with our kids by just keeping them home each day and doing the program that our school district offers, which I feel confident in. So I have to remind myself each time that I go in saying, I chose this, I'm doing this for a reason. This makes me feel good. Right. And that's so
0: that's awesome. it. <laughs> I mean, that's I think that is it because you're either you're it's a story you tell yourself about what is going on. How can I set myself up for success? What's a simple plan? It doesn't have to be a long three-page plan. Just bullet point it out. What do I need to do to get up in the morning and to feel my best? What do I need yeah. to focus on? Um, I guess the two things that I would ask you because I know when I tell people this, people say, Well, what do you do when you just don't want to work out? Because there are times Mm -hmm. when, I mean, I work out in the morning. It's the first thing I do when I get out of bed. I'm half asleep when I do it because by the time I'm awake, I'm done with it. But like, there are still days that I don't want to do it, but I just do it. I just force myself. I'm like, what's the smallest increment, right? Instead of thinking big, I'm like, okay, today's the first exercise is pushups. Get on the ground, put one arm down, put the next arm. Okay, I'm doing pushups. Like, instead of looking at the big picture, but what do you tell people that would say, you know, I... I struggle. I want donuts for breakfast and I can't say no. Or I, I, I know I should work out. I have a gym in my house. I spent thousands of dollars on, but mm-hmm. I just can't bring myself to do it. How would you tell people to start moving forward and to start making smaller changes?
1: Yeah, that, that you just totally hit the nail on the head, right? I always say, take where you are right now. Do not compare yourself to where you might have been if you were an athlete at one point or in the best shape of your life, but like really, really, again, like pay attention. Where are you right now? And just make those small changes, right? Like just really small and ask yourself, what do I need today? There are days where we need more energy and we might need something that's a little bit higher impact. There are days when we're, you know, on the roof and we might just need a calming activity. We may need to just go for a walk or do yoga or just lay on the floor and listen to a five minute meditation and breathe, right? Like every day doesn't have to look the same. And if you really get clear on what's going to get you closer to that, like kind of that desired state that you want to be in, I think just realizing that sometimes you don't have to want to do it. To have it be important, right? You don't have to want to do it, right? I remember, I mean, if, if my child was, you know, two hours away, I don't have to want to go drive two hours to know that it's important for me to pick them up.
0: And so you do it,
1: so right? So you do it,
0: So yes. Okay, I have a, a question, and I grew up with three sisters. I've dated <laughs> plenty of awesome women. One of the challenges that I see versus a guy's mentality, if I don't want to do something, I'm, I'm doing it. Like I just put my head down and I just do it. Yes. Guys are a little bit less feeling oriented. The women that I know will say, I want to work out. I'm, I'm going to work out. i me again get in the best shape of my life. I'm never eating chocolate or cake or ice cream again. I'm going on a great diet. And then they have a bad day or something triggers them. And they're like, Oh my God, waterworks. I need chocolate. I need ice cream. I need cake. And I'm laying on the couch for the next week. Like, right? a little bit dramatic, but how do you, how would you recommend? Cause I, the thing that I always tell anyone that I'm with, that's going through that. I'm like, dude, like comfort yourself. Don't beat yourself up for backsliding or making an incorrect decision, but get back on the wagon as fast as you can. That's yes honestly, that advice has not worked well for me. I usually get the the stink eye. So I would love to hear your thoughts on how to overcome those challenges, because I think yeah. it's a different set. And I think you probably have a really good takeaway for that.
1: Yeah, you know, it is interesting. I say kind of, you know, back up to the beginning of that. And I I don't believe anymore. I did for many, many years of kind of being that all or nothing, right? Like I, I don't, love that I follow this strict plan and I am so strict. I actually don't even advise my clients for cheat days or anything like that anymore. I help women figure out a way that they can live all the time so that they don't ever want to stop, right? So you just like create your own plan. A lot of times when You know, you're following, like you said, like, oh, I'm just going to be perfect. I'm going to do everything perfect and I'm going to exercise and that's perfect. And then I'm going to eat all these things and that's exactly perfect. We feel like when we make one little slip, we may as well make it like a complete, you know, tumble and all the way down the hill. Right. But I think it is kind of that it's just a practice of kind of catching yourself and realizing that. Sometimes the things we do, like you had mentioned, you know, the things we do we think are going to make us feel better actually make us feel 100 times worse. So it's paying attention to what's actually going on and just being honest, right? Taking full responsibility and saying, like, looking at right now and just saying, you know, if that being on a really strict diet does not work because it makes you think about cookies and cake and ice cream all day long, then don't do that anymore. Right? Like uh, give yourself, if there's one thing, like give yourself that little thing that you want to enjoy because a little bit doesn't have to turn into all of it. Right? So it's all just about that perspective that we give ourselves that a lot of people come to me and they're like, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm all or nothing. I'm like, really? So like when you start running, you're going to like run all the miles always. Like you're going to just start, but you're like then never going to stop. I don't believe that. I don't think you're all or nothing and everything. It's just, we get used to an approach that we've told ourselves is what we do. And we just are in the habit of thinking that that's the only way it can be. And so I always talk with my clients about, we're not allowed to go in the past and talk about what you've done in the past. We're not allowed to think too far into the future because we're not there yet. We're just going to practice being right
0: here. I love it. That's. I think that is probably the most powerful advice. Because if you if you look in the past all the time, you're like, well, this is how I did it before. This is how I'm going to do it again. And then you're going to end up with the same results. If you want new yeah. results, you have to focus on what you're doing right now. And where do I want to be next week? Where do I want to be next month? Like, okay, does this get me there? I think the the other thing is, like you said, Eating ice cream is great. I love ice cream, but eating ice cream all the time or binge eating ice cream, I'm going to feel good for 30 seconds and then I'm going to feel horrible for the next six hours, day or two, right? So it's like, okay, can I just have a couple bites once or twice a week? Enjoy it. Put it away. Maybe I used to before COVID, I would only eat dessert. I love dessert. I would only eat dessert if I was out to eat. Mm. If I, I didn't keep any sugar stuff in the house, like nothing really and that was that was a good way to do it but now it's it's changed a little bit but i just buy the really yeah. small ice creams um,
1: yeah
0: so i want i want to pull out one more tidbit that is just like a takeaway for the women listening women who are over 40 and they're looking to get into shape and they haven't been exercising for years mm-hmm. what is one exercise that you would tell them they could do that's not going to beat them up, it's not going to make them super sore, and it's also not going to take more than 10 or 15 minutes a day? What's something they can start doing to start moving the needle a little bit and to start really feeling better about themselves? Because I think getting into momentum.
1: Totally. Oh my gosh, I love, 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 love that question, Steve. I'm so glad that you asked because I would tell every single woman um, over 30 and definitely over 40 and 100% over 50, anything with resistance, just pick up any sort of weight and do anything that you can, right? Because I think that what happens, I have a history. I always say my first love is running because I got in and that's how I started um on my exercise journey, as I I ran eight marathons, like in my twenties up until um, my mid thirties, maybe. But I think we're all used to doing lots of cardio. And for women, the one thing that's going to move the needle and is going to help boost your metabolism, help you age, you know, stronger, all of those things is just any sort of resistance exercise that you can do. Is you know, there's so many free workouts on YouTube. Um, All of our workouts at Altman Fitness are all on Zoom now. So we've got virtual memberships all over the world, but it's literally starting where you are, giving yourself grace, whether you pick up a couple soup cans and you're doing some bicep curls or you're doing some squats or you're able to like do a couple push-ups on your knees, right? Start so small that When you're done, you feel amazing. The only goal is that you feel amazing. You don't feel beat up, you don't feel injured, you don't feel exhausted, and you feel like you could do it again tomorrow. And you just start and you keep going. But it's not about saying, I need to start exercising. I should be running three miles. I should be, you know, we can get in some cardio, but women need strength training. Women need strength training. So just do some squats, just do some (laughs) pushups.
0: Awesome, I, I love that. Like that, I think that is a great answer. So Kelly, you've kind of taken us from all the way, moving 13 different times, being raised with a corporate mentality, going to college, thinking you were gonna get a corporate job that was gonna last you the rest of your life, mm. to marrying this amazing guy who lights you up and gets you to dream the entrepreneurial dream. You start a business, you start serving just women, you're where you are today. I want to talk a little bit about being married to an entrepreneur and how that is, because I think this can be a huge challenge and a huge blessing. And for all the entrepreneur couples out there or business owners who are listening, I'd love to talk a little bit just about your side of that journey. Because when you got married, you were, you were definitely corporate and he yeah. was definitely not. Yeah. How did you guys not fight about that? How did you... Just tell me a little bit and I'll I'll pull some things out as we go.
1: Yeah, totally. That's such a good question because it has evolved like everything has. I mean, we... um We've been married for 15 years, and just like a marriage evolves, you know, I look at pictures of us when we were first married, and I think we're we're just different people. We've grown, and, and so has kind of our entrepreneurial journey, right, of what I thought it would be like working together when we first started the business. Um, I never will forget that when we started our business about eight months into it, we did a one-day deal with Living Social. I think Jay talked about this. We had 770 leads coming in and I'm returning every single email. And I had to go down to my corporate job. And I said to Jay, could you just take over for a minute and return some of these emails and book them into classes? And he looked at the computer like, what are you talking about? This is not what I do. I talk about things and I dream about strategy and I do all that. I don't return emails. I can't do it. I can't sit in front of a computer and return these emails. And I was blown away because I didn't think about strategy or the dream. I wanted him to do that. And I wanted to just like, let's just get this stuff done. Right. And so it took us a really long time just to realize like we both had a completely different outlook on what needed to be done in the business and coming together on those is really important. We had to see each other's point of view and know that they're both valid. Does that make sense? Like know that we both brought something to the table. However, um, you know, people listening that are um, moms and are married and work and all of those things, they can also probably understand that as women in general, like I just, this is just something I believe is that we all take on too much. We just do. Like we, I think that it starts with having kids and ki- the the baby being so completely dependent on the mother for survival um, that a lot of times as women, it doesn't matter if we have to go to the bathroom. It doesn't matter if we haven't showered in three days. If the baby needs to be fed or eat or whatever, we put all of our needs on the back burner and we just do it. Um, whereas it's sometimes a little bit different with with. Men, um, and especially, right, it's just, it kind of goes into that. I just kept taking on more and more and more and more in the business, right? And so after several years, I would hear Jay start to dream. And Jay always has a dream, right? Oh, you know what we should do? And I'm like, ah, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me anymore. I don't want to hear anything else that we should do because it makes me feel like then I have to immediately go and figure out how to make that happen. And so when I talked about how I came into my journey of just learning way better boundaries, I really had to do that with him too. But it's not about changing who he is. It's just changing about how I react to who he is.
0: So there's that word react again.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think that, it, I'm trying to think how to phrase this correctly. You can either react to a situation, right? Or you can build there's another word for it. Like reacting is a gut level response where you're triggered by something and it's not thought through. Right. Or you can think through how you should respond to something. That's yeah. So
1: I always say it's being intentional, like how yeah. I, how I want to intentionally show up. Right. Like, um, and that that's huge, because that changes the course of a conversation, right? And and we just had this recently, where we were driving back from a morning of surfing, and I'm not always in the mindset of wanting to brainstorm, you know, different business ideas. And Jay kind of is. <laughs> he would love, I mean, if all day long, all we ever did, and I, I it doesn't matter, sometimes we'll be in the middle of breakfast with the kids, and he's like, you know, what would be a great business idea. And I'm like, you know, not maybe not right now. Like, can we just not? like right now (laughs) but he had this great idea and he just went on and on and he was talking about all of these things and i had no response i just didn't right like i it it took me just kind of listening and he's like so what do you think and i'm like i'm not sure not sure right now i need to process this one a little bit i really don't know what to say i don't know if you're like asking for my help on something, or I don't know if this is just something that you're trying to process, right? So I think it comes down to like knowing ourselves, knowing that other person, respecting who they are, and also setting up what's the ideal role in all of it that you want to take. Like knowing, for me, it came from knowing what sort of boundaries I had to put up to be able to like, listen to him dream and not think that it meant that I had to do something about it.
0: Well, I think that's the key, right? Like you're supporting him, which is really what he needs is listening. He needs somebody to hear him. He doesn't necessarily need you to do something. I think if he did, he would ask you. Like he would say, okay, we're going to move down this, but you were originally, you were taking it as, oh my God, he's coming up with another business idea. That means I'm (laughs) going to have to do 50 more things. I've got three screaming kids. I like get, 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 right. And like anxiety.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, my hat is off to you for realizing I'm, I'm a big person with boundaries too. That was actually my new year's resolution. We said a word this year and mine was boundaries because I would do the same thing. I love to help people. And my yeah. calendar would fill up with appointment, 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 appointment. And like, I'm helping all these people, but I'm doing it despite myself because I'm not setting boundaries. Cause I, it was very hard for me. I want to help people. I exactly. Can't, it, it was hard to say no. And before yeah. you know it, I've got no time to myself. I've got no space. So I want to, I want to pull back just a little bit because I want to talk what it was like when you were in corporate and when he was an entrepreneur, because I've seen business owners struggle with that. How did you, how did, I mean, was there ever tension because he was over here dreaming and like doing his thing and you were like a corporate job that you didn't love going to. I know one of the stresses that I've seen in my relationship is I've heard, I've had girls I've dated be like, you have it great. You love what you do. You get to sit at home and do your stuff. And I'm like, well, it's still stressful. It's still hard. It's still work. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So how, was there any of that?
1: You know, I don't, I honestly, it's like, I don't even remember now. I think that it wasn't, we didn't have much of it. We didn't have much time. Um, And I think because of having kids, you know, right away, it was, it was just so blurred. We didn't, and he wasn't at the level of entrepreneurship of, you know, where he is now. It was just sort of like he had his, you know, he was kind of a solo entrepreneur and would just go and you know, see his clients, and then I would get involved. I always wanted to help, you know, and so there was just that little bit. And then it wasn't until we kind of started the started the boot camp that it it grew bigger. So no, I don't think that we. I, I think we were just so young and new to it that it didn't really matter, and it was kind of like a a blip, right? But I think the biggest thing now, I mean, one thing you said with boundaries that I wanted to go back to is that, don't get me wrong, like there are times where like something will need to happen and neither one of us want to take on anymore, right? Like in the business, like there was something with our website a couple weeks ago and he's like, this needs to be changed. And I'm like, great, then go in and change it. And he's like, well, I'm not looking to take on anymore. And I'm like, well, then neither am I, you know, (laughs) there are always those times where we're just kind of like, there are just those things that like nobody needs to do. And so then you have to think, okay, is this gonna be a quick second? Is this really matter, right? But there's always those just little things, but in our life and our family, I think it just becomes so much more of like, we're a team and we're all on the same team and we um so one thing i didn't mention is that right when my kind of health coaching business was taking off this was um end of 2017 we came back from tony robbins event and we were like really like super clear on how you know my health coaching business who i was modeling and like all these things and i just had all these visions and knew what i was going to do and literally three weeks later I found out I was having another baby and it was like the biggest surprise ever because we had been done having kids. I had lost myself in motherhood a couple times and thought, no, this is my time. I'm ready to go and like do what I wanna do. And now, oh my gosh, my whole world has come like what I thought like crashing down. But then of course, yes, I'm so excited. This will be a great gift for our family. And that taught me more about Like asking for help, setting boundaries, going so all in on what I want, no, and being able to show up, right, as like the happiest, healthiest version of myself to show my kids like this is what people do and this is this is this is what i want them to remember me as like oh my mom we had a we had a new baby and sure we had to help out more but like she was you know really just so happy and going out there and still building her business like those are the things i want them to think of and our whole family shifted and we all just had to pitch in right like we're all on the same team we all just played different roles
0: <laughs> well that's i mean you mentioned the word team you you brought that up earlier, like your marriage, your relationship was all about being a team. How can we support each other? How can we grow together? And I don't think to anyone listening, I don't think that you mean that like, it's not perfect, right? You still have moments where you're like, I'm not doing the website.
1: Of course. yes.
0: But at the end of the day, you know that you have each other's back. Your kids are helping, like you're building a team. When you came on the zoom call, what was the title of your screen?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. It said team Altman. That's true. But that's the zoom that the gym uses. And so I couldn't put that. So it's for Altman fitness, but you're right. I have my zoom says team Altman. Yeah.
0: I mean, I <laughs> that's think that, funny. That is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Kelly, it has been great to have you on. Like we covered so much like from corporate to becoming an entrepreneur, to marriage boundaries, to all of it. um, I just want to say thank you so much. You have been an absolutely amazing guest. Uh, If people are looking to either come to your fitness program or get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to reach you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Our, um, so our fitness business is called Altman Fitness. And so that's just online at Altman Fitness. Um, For my health coaching, I have kellyaltman.com. And I'm on Facebook as Kelly Altman Health Coach and on Instagram at kelly.altman. And that's really just kind of all the places that I show up. And you're right, it's not Absolutely. Like even my Instagram, it's not picture perfect. It's not like I am all about taking imperfect action and just it's, it's served me so well is just taking action. We don't have to wait till things are perfect. Not everything's going to be at the exact right time, but if we just keep going, then it's amazing what you can look back and say, I've built all of that. It's pretty cool.
0: That is awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. To everybody listening, um, thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Are you looking for a way to produce powerful content that creates quality leads and can scale your business from 3K to 10K and beyond? If so, head over to storiesthatscale.com. Pick up your free templates today. These free templates will show you the five core stories that will help your business scale that you can tell across social media, email, and YouTube. Anywhere you need content, these templates will help you out and they're free at storiesthatscale.com. Or if you know you want my help building out your content and monetization strategy, head over to steven.coffee and book my time today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. I'll see you soon.